With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOC Nation. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to WCW Retro. This is your host, Howard Morgan. I do apologize. I'm running just a few minutes late, but thank you for hanging in there and um, kind of sticking it out. Um, tonight, um, we're going to talk about um, wrestling's greatest villains, and not necessarily the the man that, you know, or villain that maybe you, you hated as, as a character, but Maybe somebody that you kind of met, maybe in person that you thought might have been a a, a good guy, and it just turned out that maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't what you expected. Um, and again, I don't do this, you know, show alone. Um, joining us tonight again, as always, is the man, the sorry, agent extraordinaire, probably the hottest agent in pro wrestling today, is, is my. Good friend and my brother Chaz Moretti. Chaz, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Howard. How are you? Uh, doing well. Running around a little hectic. I was a little late because I was dropping my dog off um, because we're going on vacation Saturday. So he's at my son's house, and I'm, I was kind of just running around getting him situated, and I just kind of lost a little bit of track of time. So, yeah, but no we're problem. here. We're on, um, you know, and and everything's good. Um, how how was your your show over the weekend? Uh good. You know, we I did two shows up in Milwaukee for Bruce City Wrestling and uh both shows were sold out, crowd was hot. I actually led Paloma Star to the Bruce City Wrestling Women's Championship on Friday night. And uh we basically Saturday night we did our first title defense and boy did they stack the deck against us. We kinda got robbed on that one. And now Brooke Tanner is the Bruce City Wrestling Women's Champion, but uh, we'll get that title back soon. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I have all the faith in the world in you, brother. I do. And, and again, thank you for for joining us and and kind of making this happen. Um, you know, I've, I've been texting Stro a little bit back and forth. Um, you know, he seems to be doing um, better. I mean, you know, he, he's 
you know, I don't want to say he's not out of the woods, but he's still got a long way to go. Um, he does pass on that he does miss everybody. And he, you know, he misses the interaction. He misses talking to everybody. But he did promise me that, you know, he would be back, um, you know, just to, as soon as he could. Um, he misses everybody, and he just kind of wanted me to pass that along, um, you know, to everybody, you know, listening tonight. And Strobe, brother, we're praying for you. Um, you know, we hope, you know, you're continuing to get better and you need to do what the doctors tell you to do and, you know, just get back here, you know, just as soon as you're able, brother. You know, again, we're all praying for you. Um, but oh, let's, let's kind of jump, yeah, no, let's kind of jump right into this. Um, I do have, you know, a caller or two stack up caller, callers. We'll get to you very, very shortly. If you want to call in, it's 914-338-1885. Um, we're talking villains tonight. Um, and I, I have just a quick list that I put together throughout the course of the day. Um, but, Stro, who is who was one of your, you know, if you had a Mount Rushmore of villains, you know, who would you put on your, your Mount Rushmore of villains? Uh, in character villains, uh, got to be Roddy Piper has to be on there. Uh, Superstar yeah, Billy Graham. Um, who else? Uh, New Jack. So Roddy Piper, superstar Billy Graham, New Jack, definitely. And he was a villain to the manor born. Um, if I had to include anybody else, probably Tully Blanchard. And um, <laughs> modern villains, guy you just love to hate, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I mean, yours kind of lines up kind of, you know, right with mine. I had um, – I had Roddy Piper, of course. I mean, no better villain, um, you know, than than Roddy Piper. I mean, the guy the guy could get heat. The guy just made you hate him. Um, great on the mic, great in the ring. Um, you know, I remember one of his lines was, you know, just when you think you have all the answers, Hot Rod changes the questions. And for whatever reason, that just as as a as a preteen teenager just infuriated me when he would say that. And I don't know what it was about it. But that that just kind of just like really kind of just set me off. Um, well, yeah, again, I don't know why. No matter what you do, you can't get one over on him. Right? You're, yeah, you just you're just not going to beat him. Um, but you know, Tully Blanchard was my other on there. Um, I think you know, unfortunately, you know, he, he just passed. But the Iron Sheep would have been up there. And if I had to round yeah. it out, I think kind of old school. I, you know, I'm. I'm thinking Jake the Snake Roberts, um, you know, as, yeah. as a bad guy. I just think, especially in his in his you know WWF days, he just had that that ring psychology that you know again you just well, no matter what you did, he was always you know three steps ahead of you, and you could just never really you know come out on top over Jake the Snake Roberts. And again, another guy that was good on the mic, he was great in the ring. You know, and and I think just his whole persona was, you know, just reeked of, you know, being, you know, uh, being a bad guy. Um, and as far as modern day, yeah, I, I, I think Baron Corbin, I think MJF is a great villain. Um, you oh, know, I, I think, you know, right he, yeah, I think he just plays it, you know, to the top. And, you know, and again, you know, and we've talked about it, you know, over the last couple of weeks. I think it just comes down to, you know, again, believability. You know, I believe that this guy believes what he's saying, and and there's and there's no change in his mind, no matter. 
and you could present him with facts or whatever, and he'd be like, no, th th that's that's not it. This is what it is. Just, kind of like Roddy Piper would do, just when you think, you know, you, you, you have all the answers, MJF changes the questions on you. And he's just able Absolutely. to kind of get under your skin and, and just – just irk your last nerve. And, I, and you know, I, I think this kid's around for the long haul. I think he's going to draw money everywhere he goes, no matter what he does. Um, and I think he's kind of kind of given a shot in the arm, you know, to the, to, you know, to the wrestling business. He's, he's keeping it mainstream. He's keeping it out front, you know, and, and he takes his persona, whether he's on camera or not, he's, he's there. And I don't see that a lot in – you know some of the some of the performers today. I just I I don't see it. But you know, I, and, and you know, we could go on and, and we'll get back to it in a little bit. But is there a, a a guy that maybe you thought was you know what was a was a good guy and it just turned out that you know in real life maybe he's a villain. Yeah, you know, hard to say. I mean, a a lot of uh, a lot of the older guys are really nice. I mean, and you know. Um, there's a, a couple that aren't very sociable, but, you know, that's just their personality. I don't think that necessarily makes them a villain. I mean, uh, there's there's one that rubbed me the wrong way, and I'll probably never um, change my opinion of him, and that's Arya Davari. He was a douchebag. But other than that, I mean, they're all pretty much okay. Okay. Yeah, and, and I, have, yeah, I haven't really – ran into anybody where they and you know, maybe we'll we'll hit on it tonight, but you know, I just haven't really run into anybody that says, you know, I I thought this guy would you know, was one way and he turned out to be, you know, completely opposite. But, you know, I I was listening to um I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but I was actually dry, I drove to Brooklyn, New York, um, yesterday. So I put a podcast in as I was driving and it was a it was a retrospective on the IRC because it's still kind of fresh with us. And at one time, I think they said he because he was one of the first five LJN toys that WWF came out with. I think they said it was Hulk Hogan, IRC, Big John Stud, um, Don Morocco, and the fifth one escapes me. Um, but they said that at it, during its peak. They sold 900,000 units of the Iron Sheik um, because when you bought a Hulk Hogan action figure, you needed somebody to, to for Hulk Hogan to beat up, and who better than the Iron Sheik? Um, and, again, you know, we talked a little bit last week about him and um, just the whole anti-American um, spiel that he had and the heat that he was well, able to I, get. You know what? My wife brought up a couple that would actually fit that very well. Other than Morocco, you're looking at um, Ivan Koloff. He was he fit that villain persona to a T. Killer Kowalski, after especially after yeah. he took off Yukon Eric's ear, that cemented him as a <laughs> as a villain. And uh, you know, probably one of the guys that we forget about a little bit is Freddie Blassie. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to stay for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I, I actually have him on my list. I don't like him at all. No. No. I, actually, I, I, had, um, I had two managers on my list, and Freddie Blassie was one, and... Of course, Jim Cornette, at least in my day, is is the other. Yeah, I don't think anybody could draw you. Yeah, I mean, I I like me, but you know, just that that whole mama's boy, you know, he's, he's yeah, spending his mama's money. There was something about him that was just made you want to like him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I've I've always liked you know the the bad guys for the most part um you know i you know i i like the dynamic you know i just you know because I, I, I mean I'm, I'm a big underdog guy i always pull for the underdog you know i watched the, the college basketball tournament the, the, and I, you know you, you always you know i always try to pull for the underdog i mean you know villanova is my my basketball team but you know you always pull for those you know Saints, whoever it is, or or even back before they started getting hot, and you know Valparaiso and all those smaller schools that just would play well beyond what anybody expected them to do. So I always had a a, a, a soft spot for a lot of the you know the the villains, I guess, or bad guys in in pro wrestling. Um, and Ivan Koloff was one of them. You know when he had Nikita Koloff with him, you know you know in, in eighty five, eighty six ish. You know, there there was no really more hated tag team, I think, at that time um, than the Russians. And because, you know, again, it's the whole anti-American thing and, you know, the spitting on oh, America. Yeah. And, and, you know, another another guy that, that's always uh, overlooked is Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. I mean, the last battle oh. in Atlanta, he was the quintessential villain against Tommy I, Rich. I, I, so he's one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, he, you know, I, I thought about him, but I didn't. I forgot about the last battle of Atlanta, man. It's been that long. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, again, you know, it's just, you know, and we're, you know, for every hero, there's got to be a villain, and, you know, pro wrestling's always been on the, on the forefront of that. You know, using what's going on in in the world at the time, and being able to create villains around what's going on in the world. Um, you know, they've always done a really good job um, in doing that. You know, um, back to, um, you know, Roddy Piper, you know, I, again, you know, it's infamous now, you know, him, you know, busting, you know, Jimmy Snooker with the coconut. And I saw that, and that was probably one of my, I don't want to say first, but real early wow moments, you know, in, in pro wrestling, when he when he hit him with that, you know, he brought out the banana and all that other stuff, and then when he brought out the coconut and cracked him upside the head, I honestly thought in my heart that if, if Snooker would have caught him before he went through that door, we'd have watched Roddy Piper get murdered right on TV because it was oh, it was absolutely. that intense. That you know that absolutely. was and it's still it's still we you know we 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 talk about it you know to this day and. Gosh, that's got to be what close to forty years ago, give or take a couple of years. You know, I would think. it's just, and and I think it'll it'll you know it'll it'll live on forever. I think it'll it'll well you know we'll 
sure the people beyond us, you know, after after we pass, will still be talking about that, you know. And, you know, it was just one of them, wow, you know, because Piper had that about him. He had that you, – you could believe that, you know, Piper could smack somebody with a coconut and get away with it, you know. And oh, yeah. He always seemed to be the guy that really never paid for his crimes. He always just seemed to get away with it. And I, you know, and I, and I love that, you know, uh, you know, uh, about Roddy Piper. And I try to watch every, um, um, every biography and, and every program that he's on. Um, but going a little old school, I think being this is, you know, essentially Stroh's show, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention at least Gorgeous George in this conversation. You know, going oh, way back. Gorgeous George, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Was, I was, mean, even Dick, was even Dick the Bruiser was a heel yeah. back in the 50s. Yeah, you know, and, and again, these were believable guys, you know, and, you know, back in the day, they, they, they were, you know, legitimate tough guys. And I'm not saying that the guys today aren't, but, you know, I don't think they, they nowhere near have the proof, you know, outside the ring as much as they did back then. I mean, I don't think they were, they were challenged as often, but yeah, Dick the Bruiser was, 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 um, def, you know, definitely one of, one of the all time villains. Um, and I think another one that kind of gets overlooked a little bit, um, I think is Nick Bockwinkle, you know, I think yeah, his ability, on the mic, you know, again, he was, was he was bad, was but he could he, he you know he made you feel dumb the way he was talking, how articulate he was, and how smart he was. And he's, I mean, oh, yeah. he, you know, he's but legitimately, you know, you know, a very smart man and very articulate. And I think that just drove you know what what Dusty Rhodes would call the common people crazy. What was his promos and how he kind of you know talked above you? At least that's the the yeah. the, the air that he gave off. But the thing to remember about Nick Bockwinkle as well, though, is that Nick was uh, Nick was as respected. So who who as else a, you got? Who else you think is a, um, a a villain or one of the, one of the top villains out there? It could be you know from yesteryear. It could be now. You know whoever. And it really depends on on whoever it, it is. It really depends um, on on what uh, you know, era, on what year you're looking at. But Harley Race comes to mind. No, yeah, yeah, Harley Race for sure. Um, and again, one of them, you know, again, you know, another legitimate, you know, tough guy that you know that could really, you know, um, you know, handle his own and handle his own business. Um, I like Harley as a bad guy. Yeah, um, Terry Funk was was there. Ter- Terry uh, Funk, yeah, you know, Funk. You say at one point all of the Funks. Um, Still, I think Terry Funk to me is still one. As he was saying, I mean, he's a little more, a little more middle-aged than than he was, but he think he's still middle-aged and crazy, and, and you know, very tough, tough guy, and you know, really just you know, sometimes it didn't look like he was playing with a full deck, you know, at, at sometimes. Um, yeah, you know, I just you know, it's. It's amazing that, you know, when you look back at these guys, um, is there any, I guess, 
not switching gears a little bit, but is there any a like a, a villain that maybe turned face that maybe we just we didn't buy? Is there anybody that comes to mind, Chaz, that say, well, he's just not a very Larry good Sibisco. bad guy? Larry Sabisco at the end was a baby face that we never bought into that. Just couldn't. Just couldn't buy into the fact that Larry was going to go from. I'm sorry, he's not a very good, good guy. I'm sorry, I, I phrased that wrong. A yeah, bad guy that turned face and he just never. We yeah, never I mean, kind I of never, brought I mean, Larry Sabisco went from baby face to heel back to baby face, and I never bought the second turn. It just wasn't him. Let me see, who else I got on my list here? I got, yeah, I got, of course, Nikita Koloff. Um, let's, yeah. let's take a, a call. I think this is our, our good buddy, uh, Rat Boy, joining us. Buddy Rat Boy, what's going on? Oh, boy, I'm a villain. All right. Boy, I'm, I'm the baddest villain ever. Think about that. Yeah, but we like you, Rat Boy. Can you hear me? I know. I know. Oh, there you I'm, go. A, I'm a nice villain. I'm a nice villain. So what do you got, Rash? What, what do you, what do you got for us tonight? What words of wisdom can you impart on us tonight? So, yeah, yeah, right. Who's your right. favorite villain? My favorite villain. Okay. Oh. I have to go with no other than, okay? It has to be. You there? Bobby the Brain Keenan. Damn good choice, Rat Boy. Damn good choice. Now, there was one villain that turned babyface. No way could really you have thought Bobby Heenan as a babyface. Right. I always that, yeah, that, that's, that's a big one. I always loved him because they always called him the weasel. And half of the people around here always called me weasel. I said, well, I, I, I like a Bobby Brain Heaney style, where he's done everything, you know. Plus I, plus, I met him a couple of times. He was very nice, you know. And plus, uh, the last convention I went to, he was there. His wife came and got me and said, oh, Bobby needs to talk to you. I said, okay. Right? I went, I went to go see Bobby, right? He told oh, me. Really? I've, I've never met Bobby Heaney. I wish I could have. But I never did. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. There's one guy that could never, never be a good guy. I, 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 you know, I, I, we, I liked him as a bad guy. I thought he was, he was great as a manager. You know, he was a great, you know, heel commentator. Some of the stuff that he came up with to justify what the bad guys were doing were just so off the wall, you know. And again, he, he made, he made us as fans believe what he was like. He was believing what he was saying. And I think that was part of the, yeah. you know, the, the allure of Bobby Heenan. And, you know, dare I say, you know, there probably won't be anybody ever like him again, and and nor should there be. Um, you know, he, he is one of my, my top managers of all time, top commentator, you know, of all time. You know, I, I think that, you know, the, the guy had it all. And I, I never – let me try to go back a little – just a teeny bit more than I do was, was – how was he as a wrestler? Was he was he a decent wrestler, or I imagine his manager and commentator skills were a little bit better? But I never really seen him 
wrestle per se. He could make a mop Have you had a chance to watch him? Yeah, he could make a mop look like a million dollars. I mean, when he used to wrestle in the AWA and he'd go up against Bruiser and Crusher and Vern Gagne, Heenan could make a mop look like a million. I mean, that's the kind of worker he was. I'm here. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me, Chaz? Yeah, I can hear you guys fine. Like I said, Bobby Heenan as a wrestler could make a mop look like a million dollars. I mean, he took bumps (laughs) like no other. He sold like his... He sold like his life depended on it, and it was just—it was a pleasure to watch him work. I'm telling you, it was a pleasure yeah. to meet him, you know, and plus it was a pleasure to him to call me over and tell and told me, uh, make sure you tell Bill Ackner give me a call. I said, and I said, yeah. okay. I told Bill Ackner about Bobby Brain. He gave him a call as soon as possible. Two weeks later, after that, he passes away. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, another villain that was just a, a super nice guy to meet was Paul Bearer. That's right. Well, you cut Bearer out a little bit. Days before he yeah. died, and he was just a wonderful man. Yes. I met him, too. And he, and he, and he told me that, you think one steel bar in your body Can anybody hear me? Is, is good enough? No. It's the understanding. Got more, got more yeah, steel bars Yeah, I'm having trouble with you guys. Oh, wow. Well, we can hear. All right, Rat Boy, now we can talk about Howard because he can't hear us. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think Howard is a villain. Howard is the baddest there villain ever. There you go. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> there you okay. go. Wow. Well, you fast now, Howard. <laughs> See what well, happens? I, 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 I feel you. in the same room, Howard. We team up on you. <laughs> so, this is what happens when I'm not around. I see. <laughs> oh no, we wait till you're around, it's more fun. But yeah, right? You know, there's another guy that you guys didn't mention. Okay. Adrian Adonis. Yeah, Adrian Adonis That's a good one. again. He was he was likable though. Him and Jesse the Body were a likable tag team, even though they were heels. People cheered them as much as they booed them. Yeah. yeah, they did. I like the East-West connection, you know, and I love Jesse Ventura. Even even when he was a bad guy, I kind of liked Jesse Ventura. Hmm. I, I got a list here, but you only said one on my list. Uh, who else you got? Okay, I got no other than Iron Mike Sharp. Oh, good call there. <laughs> Canada's greatest athlete, huh? <laughs> Iron Mike Sharp. Wow. One thing I didn't like about him was that black fan around him. Yep. Wow. My what wife just chimed in with Sherry Martel. Yeah. Oh. She's on my list. Wow. Sherry Martel. How about the fabulous yeah, Moolah? The fabulous Moolah. I never liked the Fabulous Moolah. I'll tell you why. Because uh, the reason why I never liked the Fabulous Moolah is her unbeaten streak, you read right through it. That was just my take on it. I, I, I never I never bought into the fact that she could be undefeated for so many years. To me, she wasn't good. Again, 
I'll take heat for that, but that was just my opinion. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as as I, I don't want to say as as infrequently as she wrestled, you know, it, it doesn't really mean you know if, if you if you go unbeaten for eight years and you only have five matches in that time, is it really? And I'm, and I'm sure she had more matches than that, but is it really, you know, kind of noteworthy? You know, is it? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, then we got to start adding people to that list. And I know, <laughs> I know, I rag on him and I give him a lot of garbage, but I don't care because he was a douche when I met him. Nikki Aldis <laughs> falls right in that category. <laughs> you, you, you read my mind. <laughs> National treasure, my ass. You know, but when 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 he compares himself, you know, comparing the ten pounds of gold to the guys like Race and Flair and and Funk and and all of those guys that have, that have worn it before him, you know, Jack he he's he lost his mind. He's not he's not well, even not in the same. That, not only that, when I called Jim Landis, when I called him on that, I called him out on that on Twitter. He blocked me. I guess the truth hurts. Well, yeah, some people can't hit like like Jack Nicholson says, you can't handle the truth. Well, I gave him I gave him an old school assessment of his title reign. I called him a paper champion because that's what he was. <laughs> you know who else in that category? You know who else? Tell me. You want me to tell you? He's done the same stuff, okay? With all these promoters, okay, no other than Sid Vicious. Yeah, yeah, Sid pulled a lot of nonsense with promoters. He yeah. did. Yeah. He done it up here in Jersey. And the promoter got in the ring, and he got his telephone number out to every fan there, and every fan was calling him up. He's yeah, you know who else, I, who else I didn't care for? Because I had heard a lot of bad things about him in and out of the locker room was Vader. I heard Vader took a lot of liberties in the ring. Whether that was you know, mm-hmm. true or not, or uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on, guys. Way. But you, you, you keep cutting out. I'm having a hard time hearing you guys. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call back in. Give me two seconds. Okay, give him two seconds. Can you hear me? Hey guys, listen to me. Um, let me try to to log out and log back in. If you can hear me, give me like two minutes and I'll log back okay. in to see if maybe that that clears it up. Okay. Hey, this is Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stagg of the Nasty Boys. 
Yeah, Brian Knobs, here you get get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Here's Bill after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a loss. You didn't have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, if you rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 